peeps, Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, what can I say? We've reached the end of season three. This is the season three, episode 22 finale, entitled Unhooking Henry, which aired on December 7th, 1987. In this episode, Punky tries to help Henry break his addiction to sleeping pills. You know, before this, I was never under the impression that Henry really had any issues with sleeping and everything. You know, he'd always just like, hey, I'm going to have some a little cup of tea, going to have a nice read, going to go to sleep. Never in my mind. Have I, but then again, he's probably been doing this, taking this prescription for years, probably even before Punky even came along. So this is just an underlining thing that, we have not been privy to until it becomes a wide renowned problem that Punky notices and also Mrs. Johnson as well, who is a registered nurse. So, you know, she probably sees stuff like this in, in the ER and, and, you know, with some patients probably have, you know, addictions to pills in general so she would be the person to to help in the help him out in this situation and punky too i got to say definitely this season finale is a lot better than the series finale of season 4 of the or season 4 finale which is the series finale wedding bells for brandon but we'll get there we'll get there when we get to start season 4 tomorrow and everything um at the end of this podcast episode when i'm done discussing unhooking henry i will kind of go into Season four, some of the episodes we can look forward to seeing some of the things we're going to see Punky doing. She's going to be more boy crazy. You know, she's going to be, right now I think she's 10. In season four, she's going to be 11. So, we're going to see that. We're going to see a bunch of, you know, it's going to be more kooky crazy. And we get maybe like a sprinkling of serious type episodes. Alright, um, I, uh, has anyone watched The Royal Wedding? I have a DVR'd, I woke up around 8 or so, and I caught, like, the very end as they're in the, uh, the carriage and everything, doing the waving, so I'll watch the actual wedding, you know, maybe later on today or something, just, you know, I'm doing this podcast, um, I'm still working on Little Monsters, which is, if you listen to my, looking back at my Wonder Years, Wonder Years, um, podcast, I am doing the Summer of Savage, so Little Monsters is the first Fred Savage movie that's gonna be put out for the month of May, there's four movies total, I'm doing one a month, so, yeah. All right, guys, let's get into this episode. All right, let's who... Phil Hahn was the one who wrote this episode, along with David Duplin. And uh, looking at Phil Hahn's credits as far as what he's written and everything, a lot of it is like... I think he wrote an episode for Three's Company. A lot of it is stuff like from the 70s, Sonny and Cher, other things about the 70s, so, yeah. Um, we open up the episode here. The girls are in the living room. They're playing Monopoly. 
Monopoly's a cool game, but I don't play it that much just because it's a very long game. It's probably up there with Trivial Pursuit. It's like, if you want to play one of those games, clear your afternoon because you are not doing anything else. Granted, usually when I play board games, it's with Jeremy. Um, occasionally, if his mother comes over, like, when we go on trips, we'll probably play a board game with three, three people, but that's about it. I, tell, I should tell you how fun it is to play Disney Trivial Pursuit with Jeremy's mom. Because <laughs> a lot of this Disney movies she probably either hasn't seen in a long time or at all. And she will just give goofiest answers. Oh, I'm just laughing just thinking about it. It's just so funny. It's like, if I want a good laugh, it's like, let's play Trivial Pursuit Disney. Now, playing with Jeremy is a whole nother thing because Jeremy and I will be like down to the wire where we both have all of our little squares and the little uh, circular thing, and then we gotta get, like, we keep bouncing back and forth over that circle to get the trivia question of your choice to win the game, and I think I've won a couple times, but Jeremy's won just as much as I have, so it's always a nail-biter, like, who's, I, I can't stand getting questions for movies that I really, I'm not, Sleeping Beauty, um, what was the, there's the other, um, Sleeping Beauty, Alice in Wonderland, um, there's another one. What the heck is it? Uh, Sword in the Stone. I have not seen that movie, so it's like, when I get a question for that, I'm like, crap! Ugh, stinking. And there are always questions that, like, who composed this piece of music? Or, who did the voice for this character? Or, blah, blah. It's like, a question that you would only know whether you knew the movie itself, or you would know about the movie. Like, and it sucks. It's like, all you need is to answer one question, and it's a crap question, because you don't know what card you're going to get until the person reading it pulls it out. So I want to play these girls playing Monopoly, and they kind of get into a debate over how to pronounce Reading or Reading, Pennsylvania, I think it is. Like, if you, you know the word read or and re it's the same word, read or read. I read a book, R-E-A-D, or I'm reading, R-E-A-D. Same same spelling and everything like that. Someone play this clip, it's funny. One of the funny moments in this serious episode. <laughs> Pennsylvania? 
this one it is reading pennsylvania not reading although when i think reading i think r-e-d-d-i-n-g but then again yeah is the girls are so angry with each other when they're arguing like, they're making like oh, i'm gonna so of course henry tells punky it's like uh, I've asked you like a hundred times now to take this trash out, and you keep telling me in a minute. Now take it out. And she's like, in a second. And he brings the trash out after Cherry says, you know, I gotta do some homework. I gotta let her reading to do. So she leaves. Um, Henry hands it to her, like, careful, it might break. Oh my god. Yeah, he's got some crap bags there. Garbage, garbage bags. As it does indeed break, and there's everything all over the floor. Oh, I really liked how when they were playing Monopoly with uh, Brandon, how he was hiding his money in the cushion. Ah, smart dog. Too bad you, you can't spend any that money on anything, though, Brandon. So all this stuff is... Str you know what? She was making such a big deal about taking the trash out. Punky, all you gotta do, go out your door, turn left, and the chute is practically right there. You'd think he were asking her to go outside, walk down the block to wherever the garbage is. She doesn't even have to leave the building itself. It's just, like, a few feet away from the door. Oh my goodness. But then again, she's a kid. Chores. No one likes chores. Not Adults don't even like chores. I don't like chores. So everything is strewn all over the living room floor. And it's just like, to have to pick all that up and rebag it. Although, yeah, Punky makes a joke about the fact that, you know, you should have gotten the Tom, what was it, Tom Bosley bags? I don't know what those are. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be like, alright, let me get some gloves, because there's some really nasty stuff in here, and that's what it would take for me to be picking that stuff up. So I think this might be where she notices the pills, I, 
Maybe not. Maybe it's still too early in the episode. Oh, no, they jump right into it. Yeah, he's got the, uh, it's an empty pill bottle, and I'm going to play this clip. in the trash it's an empty pill bottle which I don't know is that usually the customary thing is you, when you're done with the pill bottle you just pop throw it in the trash um I think you can also recycle them I think you can do that um anyway he's like she's like well how long have you been taking these and he's like well remember when I hurt my back you know they're sleeping pills for when he had issues sleeping. Okay, um, he hurt his back. 
why is he taking sleeping pills because he hurt his back? He'd be taking, like, some type of pain pill for that, right? You wouldn't be taking a sleeping pill. Um, I take a sleeping pill, actually. I've taken it for years. It's prescribed by my doctor because I have issues with falling asleep at night. I can't. My mind just will not shut off. Before, I was actually taking prescribed pills, I was taking um, Tylenol PM rapid release. I was taking the Advil PM or Aleve or whatever to help me sleep at night. And they say after a while, it's like, it's not so much you get addicted to it, but it's just like, it doesn't, uh, after time, it's just going to wear off. It's like your body's just going to become accustomed to it and everything where it's not going to have the intended effect. And I noticed with things like, yeah, I'd like wake up in the middle of the night and it's dark and I'd be like seeing something that isn't there, which I thought that is one of the, the things like, <laughs> I don't know if that's one of the side effects, like hallucinations in the dark or like, I don't know. But eventually it's just like, I don't even think they carry Tylenol PM anymore. I don't think they do. And I just finally, I went to my doctor and I just said, I'm having trouble sleeping, trying to, um, I cannot shut my mind off. It's like, I'll be looking at the clock thinking, oh, I've fallen asleep for a bit when it's only been like 20 minutes or whatever. And I'll just keep waking up periodically throughout the night and then I won't be getting sleep. So they prescribed me something for it. And I've been on it for a while now and... It helps a little bit, but not like when I did when I first took it. But anyway, I mean, I, I'm taking some prescribed by my doctor. But then again, I mean, and Henry, or, uh, Punky points out right away, it's like, Henry, that was six months ago. But then again, look at the bottle. How many refills are on that? I don't think that there would be a lot of refills on that. And the doctor's gonna give you, like, put a limit on to how many you can have, and he's gonna instruct, only take this until it's, you're through with them, or, or, or whatever, or give you a specific, uh, specific amount of time that you would have to take them. But then again, I, I but six months? One of you had at least a follow-up visit in that time, just to see kind of what's just if things kind of got better. So, okay, originally he took it because he couldn't sleep because of his back. So then uh, apparently he grew accustomed to taking them. And you'd think, uh, like, like I said with it, like after a while it's like you're taking them and it's like it doesn't have the original effect that it originally did when you started taking it. Like your body just grows accustomed, almost semi-immune to it. But uh, not with Henry, apparently. So, of course, she asks, like, how often do you take these? Because she's really worried. It's like, you messed up your back six months ago. He says, oh, not often, just one a night. That's daily. That's, like, on a regular basis. Don't tell me that's not often. But he just, he's kind of schluffing it off. Like, it's not a big deal. Don't worry. You're too young to even be worrying about this. And she's like, for six months, you're hooked. That's what she said. They, that's the term they use. You're hooked. I don't think they say you're addicted because the title is Unhooking Henry, not 
unaddicting Henry. And Henry stands up at this and just is like, I am not hooked. I'd be like, really? Then why did you just jump up to, to, to say that? Like, you're really defending yourself. Come on. And, you know, he's just saying to his defense, is like, you know, I take them to help me sleep at night. And he's like, she's like, well, what happens when you don't take them? And he says, well, I have trouble sleeping. I get irritable, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you're hooked. Like, he needs to see a doctor to wean him off of that. I mean, unless, because he wasn't having issues before he messed up his back. He wasn't suffering from insomnia or something like that. I love how they do a throwback to the Just Say No program as he says, this is not a Just Say No meeting, okay? And he's probably, you know, I don't need an intervention. They, they didn't have it. I don't, we didn't, interventions weren't a huge thing back in the, this is more of a, you know, they have those shows like Intervention where family and friends gather together with a professional to kind of, confront you and come to you and, and all that stuff. That doesn't happen here. So he pretty much tells her don't create a problem where none exists. And if you think about it, think about it. If that garbage bag had not broken, she never would have even seen those that uh, empty bottle of pills. She would not even have known he was even taking these pills. So, Betty's at the door, and Henry decides, since Betty is a registered nurse, like, hey, can you please put Punky's mind at ease and tell her that I'm taking these for a reason. I'm not hooked. Because he even tells Punky, it's like, Betty's a registered nurse. Will you take her opinion as valid? Basically, if she tells you it's fine that I'm taking these, will you shut up about it? Betty's coming in to deliver some brown sugar to Henry that comes in a little box. He must not have needed much. But she mentions how that was her nickname in, like, high school was brown sugar. I love that. That is such a... Like, the boys. She said the boys used to call me brown sugar. And I just... I like that. That is such... Such a nice name. Like, sweet and... And, and you know, brown sugar is good and sweet and all that good stuff. And then, of course, she's like, makes kind of a parent joke about how well now that sugar is kind of settled to the bottom of the bag it's like oh my goodness but still it's cute i bet betty was a fun freewheeling girl back in her day she was just she's bubbly she's got a great personality i can see why the guys she's a people person she is she just looks like she'd be fun to to be around. I think back in the day, she probably was one that would take risks. Like, get on the back of a motorcycle. Or even drive a motorcycle herself. Or bungee jump. Or say so She just sounds like somebody just back in the day. That just, she had fun. She had fun. She, she was a, a joy to be around. But then again, you know, she settled down, got married, had kids. Now she's raising her granddaughter. Well, he just says, you know, I've been taking a few sleeping pills just to help me get me through, you know, help me sleep at night. And she's like, well, how many is a few? He's like, oh, just one a night for six months. He says this so casually, like it's not a big deal. I can't see a person, or I mean, I can't see a doctor prescribing you something for that length of time. 
I really, really can't. If anything, I mean, what is the average prescription probably, I think, because when I get my pills, there's a 30-day quantity in them, and then I get a refill or so. So, you know, as there would not be a six-month, I mean, unless there was a month-long supply and then unlimited refills on it, which would, that's the only thing I can think of. Because any other doctor, you'd think that they'd go and, like, re-examine the issue, like, with his back. Like, well, your back is fine. You're having sleeping issues? Well, let's diagnose that. So he asks Betty, like, what do you think about all this? And she looks at Henry and she's like, you're hooked. Because, like I said, I don't think, this is a kid's show. They're not going to use the word addiction on here. Okay, so Betty reads the bottle, and he, she says that the manufacturer of the drug says you should not take it longer than four months. So he's been taking it two months past that four months. And my guess is he would have just kept taking it and taking it for, like, forever. So Betty also kind of goes over the side effects that come with the drug, uh... So, she lists the uh, clouded thinking and um, sluggishness. I think that would be after you take the pill. That is some, like, they say on there, do not operate heavy machine. Do not get behind the wheel. Do not drive heavy machi machinery. And she says that most doctors do not want you taking any type of prescription any longer than three to four weeks. There is a cap on that. Of how long they... And that seems reasonable. Three to four weeks is a reasonable amount of time. If more problems persist, then he, like, he should have went back to his doctor and said, I'm still having this pain. What else can we go from here? Or, I don't think he, he is... He's not having that pain. Like, he just developed... Um... A, uh, you know, to, to, take, uh, to taking the pills. He just, yeah. Because he's at the point now he's been taking it for six months. His body is going to be craving that. And we're going to see him kind of going through withdrawal withdrawals of not having that medicine. Betty even lists one of the side effects as memory lapses, and of course, Henry being a senior citizen, she's like, oh, do you have issues forgetting things? He's like, I can't remember. Like, yeah, it's it's just kind of a funny joke. Like, And he makes this joke and kind of looks at Punky, and Punky's like, she's not laughing, and neither is Betty. He's like, this, this is serious. All kidding aside, what you're going through right now is like, you see this as no big deal, but they see this as a problem that needs to be identified. So Betty says, you need to stop taking these pills. And of course, Henry just sloughs it off like, you know what, I'll think about it. Of course, Punky comes in pleading like, please, Henry, our teacher says that you can get hooked on sleeping pills without even realizing it. And she just really pleads, like, please stop taking these pills. And Henry's like, you know what? You're right, Punky. I'm going to stop taking these pills. And Betty even kind of sees through that. It's like, you can say that, but try even going, like, this is during the 
early afternoon. It's like, you say that now, but wait till it gets to be about 8, 30, 9 o'clock when you start to, like, want to get to bed. As we see in the next scene, Henry's on the phone with a pharmacy. And it's like, yeah, you you can say all you want. It, it Oh, don't worry, I'll stop taking them. Like, you've been taking it for six months. That is not going to be easy. Like I said, we're going to see him go through the withdrawals of not having that medicine. And let me just say, and I'm going to play in a clip later, you're going to hear just how aggressive he gets with Punky towards the end. That finally he snaps out of it and realizes just how dark his behavior gets. Now, I don't know if any of you guys um, that listen to this podcast, if you've seen the show One Tree Hill, in season four, um, one of the main characters, Nathan, his mother has been abusing prescription drugs since, I think, season two. And it's finally come to a head in season four where she's just loopy and just high and everything and she even gets to the point because they have an intervention with her and she's just she's off the rails at this point she gets to the point she comes to his school he's in high school she comes to nathan's high school she goes into his classroom demanding where are my drugs where are my pills nathan's got them in his backpack Sets the pill bottle on the desk, looks at her, and gives her an ultimatum. I'll give you the pills, but you have to decide. It's the pills or me. And it's just like, wow. Can you imagine if Punky were older, if she had given Henry that ultimatum? Like, take the pill. But you take the pill and I'm gone. But... Can you imagine? Just think about it. If it went into full-blown addiction, the state would come in and take her away and put her back in Fenster. But luckily, this is a children's show. That would not happen. Addiction is not a laughing matter. I just, you know, they play it off. They, like I said, they don't even call it an addiction in here because it's a, a children's show. So... But it's just, I like that they kind of went with this. They had, you know, we've had our goofy fun time in season three. We've had our serious episodes. So, like, let's close out season three with a serious episode, which is dealing with drug dependency, prescription drug dependency. That's what the word I was looking for earlier is like, yes, he is grown dependent on these pills to help him get through the night. He's so insistent on telling them, I'm not hooked. And Punky just asks him, you know, point blank, then why don't you stop? And he's like, I will. If it means so much to you, I will stop taking the pills. Yeah, easier said than done. As in the next scene, we see him on the phone to the pharmacy. And Betty even says to him, don't take this so lightly. It's going to be a lot harder than you think. You've been on there for six months. You're not just going to stop cold turkey overnight. Else discount drugs? Oh, God, you still open. You deliver this late. Great. And what's the delivery charge? 
What? That's highway robbery. Forget it. So, Henry's on the phone with the online pharmacy, and when he asks, oh, do you deliver this late? Okay, great. Uh, what's the delivery charge? We don't hear what it is, but I bet it's an exorbitant amount, like at least $100, $50, $100 to deliver. And, of course, Henry's like, ah, forget it. Slams the phone down, goes out into the living room, comes back through the swinging door, in desperation, calls the number again, and takes on this fake persona of a Mrs. Warnemont just says, okay, fine, the delivery charge is fine, and says, call me Bernice. <laughs> oh my goodness. He is desperate. He wants those pills. So we see him in the living room. It's darkened. He's hanging out by the window, probably waiting to see the delivery guy enter the building. Brandon's chilling on the couch, kind of hanging out. Doesn't have a care in the world, although he's probably worried about Henry, too. I mean, we all are. All right, so Henry tells Brandon to be quiet as he goes out into the hall, and we see the delivery guy with the pills. This guy who plays the delivery service, dude, looks very familiar. I'm going to look him up real quick. And the fact that he sees Henry waiting in the hall is a sign, like, yeah, this guy is clearly addicted to these pills. He's waiting in the hall for them. He's like, you must want these real bad. I'm surprised he isn't going to say, I'm going to charge you even more for that delivery charge. This guy's name is Mishak Taylor. He died in 2014. So I thought, okay, that's where he's familiar. Okay, Designing Women. He played the the African-American, like, was he a housekeeper? What else has he been in? I'm checking out his resume here. Hold on. See, he played in an episode of Elf, The Golden Girls. He was in the movie Mannequin as a character named Hollywood. He was only in one episode of Punky Brewster. Okay, what's happening now? A couple episodes of that. Mannequin on the move. Hollywood Montrose. So he reprises his role as Hollywood Montrose. Um, designing women. He played Anthony Bouvia. Bouvia? Oh, he was in Double Double Toil and Trouble, the Olsen Twins Halloween movie, as Mr. N. Dave's well, he was in Dave's World, that show with um the late Harry Anderson, who you all would probably more know him from Night Court, who just recently passed away this year. So he played Shell Baylor on Dave's World. Psst, 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 psst. Hold on a second, let me pause this. 
Looks like he was. The last thing he did was in 2000, sometime in 2012 to 2014. He played in two episodes of Criminal Minds as Harrison Scott. Okay. So I would have more known him from Designing Woman. I thought he looked familiar. So Henry pays the the delivery guy and gives him a quarter tip or something. And the guy leaves, and Henry goes, he locked himself out of the apartment. Oh, jeez, Henry. So, of course, he just starts shaking the doorknob, thinking that's going to help. And that, of course, causes Brandon to start barking, probably thinking, who's at the door? Probably someone trying to break in. And Henry's outside the door telling Brandon to be quiet. Like, yeah, like, that's going to help. I want to play this clip of Henry at the door. This is just funny. Brandon to open the door, and then he's like, what the heck? What am I saying? A dog can't open a door, but on the other side of the door, inside of the apartment, we do see Brandon mouth the doorknob enough to open it. So Henry comes in, tells Brandon, hey buddy, I owe you one, and he heads to the kitchen to take a pill. And of course, all this commotion of shaking on the, the door is woken punky. As she comes into the kitchen and sees Henry about to take a pill. sees him about ready to take a pill and she's like you bought more pills didn't you and he's like yes I did she turns right around and says good night Henry like she's already like over it she's done like okay you lied to me you said you could stop good night and she even calls him out as in like I thought you were Mr. Willpower, that you said you could quit. And he even said, you know, I thought it would just be easy just to give these up. And I'm thinking, well, Betty did say this isn't going to be easy. You've been on this stuff for over six months. You think the first night is going to be easy? 
And even if you get through that first night, you still have to go through it the second night, the third night, the first week. It's still gonna be hard. Your bodies become dependent on that. And Punky's just like, Henry, what are we gonna do? And, you know, she comes over and hugs him, and he kind of puts his head on her shoulder, and he's like, I don't know. And you think, you almost think like, all right, that's it, that's it. It's like, no, that's not it. So the next scene, we get a timestamp. It says 10.24 p.m. So this is still that same night. So here's Punky with Henry on the couch in the living room. He's like, I think he's drinking like warm milk or something. Like she probably says, this helps me get to sleep. I'm so full of milk, I'm getting an urge to moo. Well, maybe that'll be the glass that gets you to sleep. Punky, it's been 48 hours. Owls sleep more than I do. Bats sleep more than I do. Electricity sleeps more than I do. Well, maybe you should go back to bed. No. I read somewhere that if you have trouble going to sleep, the best thing to do is to get out of bed and do something else. Uh, why don't you do your taxes? I want to get sleepy, not suicidal. <laughs> Actually, if anybody should go to bed, it's you. No, I want to stay up and keep you company, okay? Absolutely not. You cannot stay up on a school night. That's that. Henry, tomorrow's Saturday. Oh, right. Is losing your mind a withdrawal symptom? I don't think so. Wonderful. Then I'm cracking up on my own. I'll go warm you up some more milk. So Henry says it's been 48 hours since he's gotten sleep. So this isn't the same night then, I'm guessing? I'm confused. Well, she tells him, well, why don't you just go back to bed? And he's like, I can't do that. I, I, I read somewhere that maybe getting to sleep, like, if you just, you know, start doing something. I'm thinking, read a book. Start reading. You'll probably eventually get drowsy. But then he's sitting on the couch. If you want to fall asleep, lay in bed. That would be my idea. It's like, that's probably where you're going to fall asleep. If you're up and about and whatever then isn't your body and everything like that going to be more awake? So I don't know how many glasses of milk uh, Punky has forced down Henry's throat, but apparently she's going to give him another one. As she heads to the kitchen, we hear a the doorbell ring, and I think it's Betty probably just coming to check up on him. It is. Betty's in her, her nightgown, a hairnet, and she's got a stereo with her that I think might have some soothing night sounds. Yes, Betty has a relaxation tape that she says she uses on patients at the hospital when they get violent. Wow. I'm going to play this clip as she plays that relaxation tape. All right. What do you want me to do? Sit down on the couch. Put a pillow behind your head. Put your feet up on the coffee table. Now, close your eyes. Do I have to? It's either that 
in my face. <clears throat> now, relax your feet and say, feet go to sleep, feet go to sleep. Just do it, Henry. It's important that your whole body be relaxed. No, you can skip that part. I'm a speed relaxer. <laughs> Listen to it long enough. Thanks, Betty. I really appreciate this. Betty? Betty. So, Betty has a relaxation tape of it sounds like just seagulls and you know the waves at the beach and everything like that. And, you know, she has Henry put a pillow behind his head, prop his feet up on the coffee table, and just, she's just, oh, isn't this relaxing and everything? He's like, yeah, I do. I feel really relaxed. It's like, then stop talking and just let the sounds, like, envelop your body. Just pretend that you're there. Okay. Here's the thing. If I were going, I do have some meditation sounds on my iPod that I can hook up to a little speaker, that, you know, if I want to play. What I choose, what I really like, is, like, the crackling of a fireplace. Or another one is, um, there is cat purring, which I don't really play it that often just because Quinn probably thinks there's, like, another cat in the room when I do. But it's just, and you just... Let your body just go loose and just, just feel this, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> apparently it works for Betty as Henry's like, Betty, this really is working. Uh, Betty? And he looks over and she's snoring. She, boom, fell asleep immediately snoring. Um, I've got to mention, this is a, wait a minute, no it's not. <laughs> I was going to say it's school night because Punky said no tomorrow's Saturday. We get another timestamp. It's 1.34 in the morning. So, 2, 5, 11, 12, 12, 1, 10 to 11, 11, 12, 12, 12. So, it's been three hours. Oh, my God. I would just say go to, just lay in bed. You're sitting up on a couch and you're wide awake. But, like I said, if you've gotten a dependency for that sleep aid stuff, it's, you're not going to go to sleep with, without that. Because now it's turned into full-blown insomnia. So, Punky is, is she rinsing a washcloth kind of put on his face? He gives him the washcloth and she asks, are you cooling down? Is he getting, like, feverish or something? Like, um... A rise in body temperature or something like that because that's my only guess is that's why that's why the like he's getting really warm or something like that 
Like, basically, so Punky's sitting with him while he's having withdrawals from this medication of not taking it. So he's probably, isn't his body is probably sweating out those toxins. And not having those pills is probably going to make you very, very aggressive and not act how you would normally act. If your body's telling you, I need this, I need this, you're going to go to whatever lengths it takes to get those pills. I'm going to play this clip with Punky and Henry. Henry, even at this point, is like, why can't I go to sleep? Are you cooling off any? Why can't I sleep? Look, Henry, I have an idea. You used to tell me bedtime stories to get me to go to sleep. I'll tell you one. I'm not in the mood for Mother Goose. No, I'll tell you something a little more grown up. Come on, close your eyes. Oh, okay. Once upon a time, there was a photographer named Happy Henry. <laughs> Happy Henry was loved by everyone in the village. When we get to the grown-up part. Happy was having lunch with Bubbles, the gorgeous model. Better. All of a sudden, they were attacked by aliens from outer space. Aliens with four heads and six arms. They pulled out their phasers and started firing. Zap, zap, zap. And then... Henry and Bubbles were helpless, and they unzipped their bodies, and out came ugly millions of icky, ugly snakes, millions of What? Even if I could go to sleep, this story would give me nightmares for a month. Too grown up, huh? Much. come to throw in the towel. What do you mean? I've got to get some sleep. I'm going to take a sleeping pill. Wait, you're giving up. No, only for tonight. Honey, I have to shoot a wedding tomorrow. It's not easy to photograph a cake when your face is in it. But you don't have to take a sleeping pill. Come on, we'll watch some TV. It'll take your mind off how exhausted you are. Come on, I bet something's real good on it. Welcome to Lapland, home of the Laps. <laughs> Our ice fishing expedition takes place during the winter months, when the Nordic sun goes bye-bye. <laughs> and since television lights scare the fishes, our guides, Swinger and Norm, will be fishing in complete darkness. There is no need to adjust your sets. <laughs> that it turns into about Henry and this girl Bubbles and then all of a sudden she turns into some monster space aliens coming and attacking people and ripping open their bodies to with snakes popping out and all this crap and it's just like my girl that's just making his mind just ugh you're just, mmm. No, just a nice soothing story. Oh, man. 
See, I, I mean, seriously, just, you would be best to just be in bed. With the light low, minimum light, or just complete, complete darkness. Because, you know, she, he's like, even if I could fall asleep, that is going to give me nightmares for like a month straight. Seriously, Punky, I mean, you meant well to tell him a story, but you had to go the creepy route with it. Um, Henry finally just puts his foot down. He's like, you know what? Forget this. I'm taking a pill. I need to get to sleep. He's photographing a wedding. Oh my God. He is going to be dead on his feet. Oh, I feel, I feel bad for him at this point. Um, another thing. Did they film this prior to him getting Punky Place, even though this aired afterwards? Because he says, I'm shooting a wedding tomorrow. You're not running Punky's Place? Uh, that's why I'm guessing then this episode was clearly shot before that Punky's Place timeline even took a Unless he's doing, you know, stuff on the side. But with Punky's Place, you wouldn't think he'd really have to do that. So, Punky's just kind of grabbing onto his arm. Just, please, Henry, don't do this. You've come so far, so... And he's like, this is just for tonight. And I'm thinking, yeah. And then tomorrow night, you're going to be going through the same thing. So, she pulls him back over to the couch. Like, hey, let's turn on the TV. Let's see what's on. Uh, some fishing expedition done, I'm guessing, in Norway or someplace where they have to turn off all the lights. The two men are going to be fishing in darkness. And it's wintertime. And Punky and Henry just look at each other like, what are we even watching right now? All right, next scene. We get another timestamp. 3.08 a.m. Henry, Punky's crashed down the couch next to Henry, whose eyes are bugging out. I think he's still watching television. Lapland, I guess, is the, the fishing show that he's watching. He's still watching it, like, an hour and a half later. Henry just screws up his face, just irritated, as he's got two little toy guns that got, like, the little rubber tip things on them that he shoots at the television. Apparently he's done this several times to the television because there's at least eight to ten other rubber-tipped uh, bullet thing that, that came out of that gun. So, of course, this wakes Punky up. So Punky's like, hey, it's over. Let's turn it to Channel 11 because Night of the Living Dead is on. I bet anything Henry's going to make a joke about himself. Like, you're looking at Night of the Walking Dead right now. He does. He says, if I want to see that, I'll look in the mirror. Well, yeah. Even if, it's, like I said, it's three in the morning. Even if he took a sleeping pill now, he's going to be, like, out. Like, he's not even going to be conscious enough to photo this wedding. Or videotape it or whatever he's photograph this wedding. I mean, it's 3 a.m. If that pill he takes knocks you out for eight hours, you're looking at what? Let's see, three, four, four, five, five, six, 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 seven, seven, eight, eight to nine, ninety-six. Eleven o'clock in the morning, eight hours later. I mean, I don't know what time that wedding, but he already doesn't have any sleep. He would not be able to be conscious enough to photograph. He would not be of sound mind. So, of course, 
Uh, Punky's kind of nicknamed, you know, Happy Henry. Sounds like Happy Henry's turned into Grumpy Gus. Uh, but no, he's like, nope, Sleepy Sam's gonna get some sleep with this sleeping pill. So I'm gonna play this clip. For long, because <laughs> I'm going to take a pill and turn into Sleepy Sam. No, Henry, wait! I'm through discussing this with you. You've expressed your opinions. I've considered them. Now I'm ignoring them. So Henry, of course, goes to the kitchen, grabs the bottle, and Punky's like, seriously, it's been 50 hours you've been working towards this. If you take a pill now, you're going to erase all of that hard work and we'll have to start all over the next day. And he's like, I just need to get to sleep. And she takes the bottle from him. He's like, give me the pills. And she hands him... The cap, the lid to it. He's like, no, I said the pills. She hands him some of the cotton that comes in the bottle. He's like, give me the frickin' pills. And she, she just goes back to what Mrs. Johnson said about the fact that you could become addicted to this and everything like that. It's just, you can't stop at this point. He gets so angry with her. And he's actually trying to wrestle the bottle out of her hands, which her hands... She has them behind her back. And she screams at him, no! And it's just, like... She even says, you know, what this is doing to your body over time. You keep taking these pills, eventually this could kill you. I mean, think about it. He's in his mid-60s. And if you're taking pills like that, I mean, odds are... Especially he's been taken for six months. That would be doing something to your organs. 
And especially in Henry's case, he's an elderly man. You need your organs. As you get older, of course, your organs are going to, you know, slowly break down and deteriorate over time. But taking those pills for that long is just going to accelerate that process. She's like, I'm, you're the only person in my life. And I'm thinking, yeah, right now, you are the only person that she has. You are, Legally, you're her father now. You die, who, who does she have? She'd be put back in the system again. It's like, Henry, you need to think about this. What you're doing is not just affecting you. It's affecting your relationship with your daughter. And then finally, she does get through to him. It's like, I'm afraid you're going to die. He takes the pills from her, and you think, oh, no, he's going to take a pill. No. He goes over to the kitchen sink and shoves the pills, pours them down the gar the uh, garbage disposal, and runs the garbage disposal, pours them down the drain. And they just kind of sit there, and he's like, you know what? Basically, you're not going to lose me. I'm, I'm done with this. It took that realization. It's like... If I don't have you here, I don't have anybody. I need you in my life. And I even started to tear up a little bit. I'm just like... I, I don't know. It's just... It's sad. I mean... And the fact this is just a 30-minute show, of course, this is going to get resolved in 30 minutes. In real life, that's not how that happens. Pers you know, not just... you know. Drug abuse, but prescription drug abuse. When you're taking something for so long, your body becomes dependent on it and everything like that. You still, you think, oh, I can just quit. No, you can't. It's a process. you got to go through withdrawals. That's why he was, she was wiping his face with a washcloth because his body, you know, his temperature's rising. Probably his body's sweating out those toxins of that drug, that the withdrawals. That's why he was getting irritable and angry and just, and <sighs> I thought, you know, and this, like I said, this is a children's show. They can't go all out and show the real effects of what this is like. This isn't like Leonardo DiCaprio going through withdrawals and basketball diaries. If See that scene. That's probably pretty accurate when he's um, going through the withdrawals of really hard drugs, probably heroin, cocaine, stuff like that. Henry's just going through withdrawals of you know, those sleeping pills and everything. But still, it's just... This episode was done well, I honestly think. It really, really was. It got to the point... It gave a good message for young kids to see that this girl's father has a problem and she's trying to help with it. You know, they see the problem. They're doing their best to, to figure out the best way to solve it. So, I think we go to the the next day. So, let's see how this turns out. Alright, so it's 10 a.m. So, it's 10 a.m. the next day. Yeah, I don't think Henry's making that wedding. He's gonna uh, probably lose that account. As we see Punky sitting on the couch, Henry, I think, actually eventually does fall asleep without the pills. So, I want to play this clip. 
I mean, Henry does wake up and he probably feels a little disoriented. Like, why am I laying on the couch? So, if that's the case and it's 10 a.m., and the last time Stamp was around early 3 in the morning, then he probably had to have fallen asleep probably around, like, 3.50 in the morning, because it's 10 a.m. now. She said you were asleep for 6 hours and 10 minutes. And Henry's, he's amazed. It's like, I did it. And I did it without taking these pills. He's like, I can do this. We can beat this. And Punky's like, you know what? We're a team. We're going to handle this together. So Henry's, he, he's, he's awake. He's not really disoriented or anything. He's like, I, basically he got six hours of sleep. He's like, he's ready to go. So like, you know what? Take a shower. Can we get ready to go to work? So... <laughs> Punky, of course, he had his head on a pillow resting on her lap. So, yes, of course, her body's going to be, a, like, numb and asleep from sitting in one position for six hours. Her body is going to be so stiff. But, of course, according to, your, um, what's his face, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki from Jerry Maguire, where he's like, the human head weighs eight pounds. Which is, maybe that's what everyone's head weighs eight pounds, I don't know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> having that weight pressed on you, yeah. So he has to help her up and everything. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> this is just my further belief that this episode was filmed before Punky's Place happened. Like I said, he's talking about photographing the wedding. So yeah, I don't think Punky's place has happened in this time, even though this episode aired after the fact. But I'm not going to nitpick about that, guys. I enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I really, really liked... I liked how Betty was trying to help him. Punky was trying to help Henry as well. And, um, I liked the girls with the whole thing with Monopoly was really fun. Um, I liked, at the end, Punky kind of getting through to him and just saying, like, you're all I have. And Henry finally at least pouring those pills down the garbage disposal in the sink. And just him saying that he can, he can beat this. And everything like that. It's like he made it through the first night. Like it's not going to be easy. You're going to probably fight it again. But you've 
mastered. You made it through the first night. That is big. That is very, very big. Um, I'd have to say the one thing I didn't like. Oh boy, is there something I didn't like about this episode? Yeah, the one thing I didn't like, I didn't like the delivery guy. It was cool, he's a familiar face, but he's almost like treating Henry like he was an addict or something. Like, oh, you must be desperate for these pills be that I'm holding in this bag because you're actually outside your apartment waiting in the hallway for me. Don't do that. Don't treat people like, oh, I got what you want, this bag, do you want it? Like, <sighs> I, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was funny. I thought the guy was kind of a jerk. But then again, Henry was ornery and really, really wanting those pills. Um, as far as for Punky's principles, I thought this episode did a very good job. Toned down enough for children that it does a simple message. Um, point blank, guys, if you know someone that has a problem... Talk to somebody about it. Don't flat out confront the person who has the problem. Don't attack them. Don't stage an intervention. Talk to... You know, know exactly what is going on. I mean, if you see that a person's abusing drugs of any kind, all you can do is really just be there and stuff. But if you personally attack them try to stage an intervention, that person's going to feel trapped and, and they're going to lash out and everything. There are ways, there are places that you can go to, or even if you yourself, I'm not a psychiatrist, um, but the only thing I can really offer is there are organizations that are set up to help you deal if you have a problem. And it's easier to, you know, even, it, I mean, admitting that you have a problem is the first step. That in itself is big. But getting the help you need is going to be a hard, hard step. But as long, the first step to, it's just, admit, like I said, admit the problem. The next step's going to be getting the help and getting the resources you need to help you beat the problem. I know it seems simple, cut and dry, and it's really not. It's a very tough process and everything from what I see. And I, I just thought for a kid's show, this handled this subject matter very, very well. Um, Let's give a shout out to some Punky Power listeners for the week. And I'm just going to say season three. I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, overview of season three, and then we're going to go into talk a little bit about what to expect from season four. All right. Let's give a warm welcome to Tampa, Florida, Temecula, California, Mountain View, California, Edmond, Oklahoma, Newark, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Carnon, France. I'm sorry if I am mispronouncing. Bang Bangalore, India. Fredericton, Canada, Chicago, Illinois. All right, guys. Let's go. Let's kind of do a quick little overview of season three real quick before we do a final. This, this will be the wrap up. 
for season three will be done when I'm going to talk about season four, which the first episode is going to air tomorrow, and we will talk a little about that. All right, just going into IMDb. So, with season three of Punky Brewster, the first episode dealt with the importance of reading and doing your homework and DeBarge guest starred. And I just want to kind of talk a little bit about some of the, not all the episodes, just, you know, certain ones. Um, and this is starting with early on season three. Tons of Fun dealt with childhood obesity with Punky's cousin Louise, a heavyset girl who comes to visit, has issues with her weight. It's aggravated when Margo, of course, makes comments to her. And Punky and Henry and the family, they, they all try to help Louise by exercising, eating correctly, and all that stuff. And it's just a matter of, you know, uh, Punky saying, I, you know, Punky power means not giving up and just keep working at it. Oops, hold on. Uh, Shift is starting my order. I have to... Hold on. So I'm sorry if I get a little interruption from uh, the shipped grocery shopper because they'll probably let me know if something isn't in stock, which I hope everything's in stock. All right, the next one we move on to is the fourth episode of season three where we say goodbye to good friend Alan Anderson. Uh, this episode depicts divorce. It's called Divorce Anderson Style, and... Just talking, you know, saying goodbye to a good friend, Alan, who has to move with his mother to Kansas, where I guess she might have family. And I think at that point, just kind of showed us, like, okay, they had to... The show was going to be more about the girls having fun things, and Alan kind of was in the way of making a, a more girl-oriented show. So instead of just making him disappear and not giving an explanation, they gave him a sad but sweet send-off. So we got to say goodbye to him. Um, we also dealt in the fifth episode, Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix, where Punky's friend's father is being a little over-excessive with the alcohol and driving Cherry and Punky home from school and Jesse's erratic. And Henry finally, at the end of the episode, does see that, yes, this guy does have a problem. I don't want my child in a car with you. I don't want to be in the car with you. You need to get help, basically. And Henry even kind of, you know, says, you know, I will help you. We'll get through it. Uh, Open Door Broken Heart, of course, which I covered before Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix, um, talks about how losing a pet that runs away and just doing everything you can to get that pet back. Um, Metamorphosis, which was the episode I covered not too long ago, which dealt with... Punky dealing with the fact that her body is changing. She's developing and just dealing with that. And Henry having to deal with the fact that he's raising a, a soon-to-be teenager. And all the stuff that comes with it. Uh, the Anniversary was a very big episode that 
really Cherry Johnson's acting shown like no tomorrow, where we learn Cherry's parents died of a car in a car crash. I don't think we even knew we knew that her parents were deceased. We did not know. If you hadn't seen the show, I don't think you would have known that they died in a car accident. That was never discussed. But we got to see her finally accept the fact that because she was very guilty. She blamed herself for her parents' death, saying, if it weren't for me, if they hadn't been picking me up from school, they'd still be here. Well, maybe they would have, maybe they wouldn't have. But, you know, and she finally went to go to the, her parents' graves in the cemetery. Punky helped her through that. Um, and other than that, you know, it's just, uh, we said goodbye to Warnamont Studios, and we said hello to Punky's Place. And, of course, this last episode, Unhooking Henry, dealt with a prescription, um, indulgence, or prescription, uh, dependency. Alright, let's talk about Season 4, what we're getting into. The first episode, which airs tomorrow, it's called The Nun's Story. It aired on April 27th, 1988. Punky believes she has donated an urn containing Henry's Aunt Mabel's ashes to a convent. Interesting. Also, this episode, or this season, final season, season four of Punky Brewster is going to deal with Punky is going to be a little bit boy crazy. He's going to be more interested in boys. We didn't really see that. I don't even think we saw that, like, at all in season three. But season four is more amped up. The girls are now, they were, I think, ten in season three. They're eleven now, so they're really edging towards... Being te they're basically two years away from being 13. Oh, boy, Henry. Oh, boy. Wait till uh, Punky becomes sullen and moody. She's going to need that Punky power to get her through her teenage years. And Henry, too. Uh, the second episode, also, the first, basically what I'm doing with season four, I said I kind of want to blow through it a little bit. We're gonna. I'm going to be doing three episodes a week, and then um, I think the first week in July, the podcast is going to be done. I'm going to be doing the final episode that week. And then this podcast is going to be taking a break. In September, when we come back, it will take on a new name, new podcast, called Together, We're Going to Find Our Way. A Silver Spoons podcast. So, I... My plan is to cover all of Silver Spoons. All five seasons. I have something in the loop. So, we will see. Alright, the next episode, Crush. These are the three I'm going to talk about that I'm going to be doing next week. Season 4, episode 2, Crushed, which aired April 28th, 1988. Punky has a crush on an older boy. So, Punky has to deal with... Um, unrequited affection. The boy himself is probably to be about 16, 17, and she's 11, so of course that's not going to work. Uh, season 4, episode 3, entitled Going to Camp, which aired on April 29th, 1988. Punky, Cherry, and Margot go to Camp Kukaluki, which was mentioned in the Help Wanted episode. So, I thought, okay, that's the camp they're going to attend in season 4. However, 
The next episode, they, in season three, remember when they jumped to winter. So I'm guessing she was saving money to go to camp for the following summer. Not that summer that they had gotten out of school. They, but the following, season four. That, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Margo's going to be going through some of her stuff this season. We get to see a little bit of Margo. Margo believes that Punky and Sherry won't want to be her friends anymore because her family has gone bankrupt. Well, you know what, Margo? That is kind of a convoluted thing to think. They don't like you because you're rich. Um, I'd say they like you because you're you, but I'm trying to think of what redeeming qualities you have that make them like you. Um, you I don't know. You offer some, some insight into things that Punky and Cherry don't know, I guess, the finer things. Brandon stars in a commercial this upcoming season. Um, Passed away at Punky's place. Cherry and Punky deal with a dead body. (laughs) Some guy that just passes out in Punky's place. Um, I already covered Christmas Hero, so you guys can go back and listen to that. That was around Christmas time. Cosmetic Scam. Punky gets involved in selling cosmetics. See you in court. This is the episode where we learn that Betty can't drive a driver. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I brought this up in the Remember When episode when she says, Margo, I'll take you home. And I'm going to look at... Henry teaches Mrs. Johnson how to drive. Um, she was driving in the, she's been driving since season one. How, why, why is he teaching her how to drive if she technically already knows? Radio Days, we get a Wonder Years, um, star, Jason Hervey, who you all know as Wayne Arnold, makes an appearance in this episode. Not as Wayne Arnold, but as... Some goober kid. Wait, goober, Gilbert, goober, Garth goober. Oh, that sounds not any better. Aunt Larnice is coming to town. This is Betty's sister, I think, who is a lounge singer or something. And she wants to take Cherry to live with her in France and send Cherry to a boarding school? Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of having her live with you if she's in a boarding school? Um, Dear Diary is just Punky. Punky's a little snoop ball. She's a snoopy snoop. She wants to read Cherry's Diary. The Reading Game. Here's a serious episode. Cherry's cousin Paula is a talented artist. Uh, kind of, if you like those caricature type figures that, you know, those big headed with the small body type things, I don't know how much you can make a career out of that. I mean, I saw someone like that at like an amusement park or I think people will hire, um, I think a couple years ago, Jeremy and I went to his cousin's wedding and that was one of... They hired someone who does caricatures just for fun. And it sucks. I wanted to do it, but it's like, and it was supposed to be for the adults. But you have kids going up there. It's like, they paid a bit of money to have this person come in and do that. That's why the photo booth was for the kids and everything. 
But anyway, so, ooh, we got a couple. We got the reading game, which we learn, um, what I was just talking about, Paula, Cherry's cousin. Turns out she can't read. She is completely illiterate. She's like, oh, for crying out loud. Hold on. I'm having issues with the shipped person. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say issues. It was more of uh, just the requested product. They didn't have available, but being in its fabric softener, they have other scents. So it's not a, it wasn't a really big deal. So anyway, yeah, the um, Paula is completely illiterate, and she gets into a situation with her little brother Bobby, who decides to help himself to some dish detergent under the sink guzzles it down, and then, poor, 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 poor little boy. And it's a situation where Paula finds herself alone in Henry's apartment with Bobby. I don't know where Cherry and, Cherry and, uh, Punky were at the time, but even still, um, ouch, is a one where Punky is afraid to undergo an appendectomy, which is she needs her appendix out. Wow. Uh, yeah, we get, we do get quite a bit of serious episodes. Um, Margot's father buys the apartment building, and no, no, we won't go. I is that how he got his money back? Because <laughs> they were they did go bankrupt for a second, and he, her dad. Raises the rent, uh, which Betty can't afford that on her salary, and I'm sure Henry can, although he's a building manager. But yeah, he raises the rent, and get this, here's the reason behind it, spoiler. He does that to afford Margot's extraneous um, allowance that he gives her. Like, I need the greatest nail polish in the world. Like, a hundred different types of nail polish. Like, ugh, girl, mmm. I'm sorry, but when our friendship all of a sudden affects my, um, where I live and whether I have a roof over my head, then we need to talk. Bad Dog is a serious one where Brandon's behavior receives complaints from other tenants. This episode deals with child abuse. Brandon bites one of the residents of the apartment building because she is flat out physically abusing her daughter. We don't see it unless we see the girl with bruises. I'm not sure. This is a dumb episode. Vice versa. This one is... Punky has a dream where Henry and Mrs. Johnson are the children while she and Cherry are the parents. That is a filler, dumb, dumb episode. Um, let's see here. Why, wimped out. Punky's got a broken leg in this episode, and, um, <clears throat> Cherry finds herself trapped in an elevator with a pregnant woman and has to deliver her baby. Hold on a second. What the f- We get another famous guest star here. We get Mark Paul Gossler, Zach Morris of <laughs> Saved by the Bell fame. As Punky finds herself in the middle of a little menage a trois with uh, this boy played by he he's uh, Henry hires him as a to tutor Punky in math, 
And get this, Mark Paul Gosler's character's name, Walker Wembley. But anyway, he's got a thing for Margo, too, and Punky. So he's kind of, like, balancing them both. But Punky finds herself trying to juggle two dates in the next episode in The Dilemma. We see somebody familiar that was in season one, but he's playing a different character, and he's a bit older. Remember My Aged Valentine with the boy Conrad, played by Chad Allen? Well, we get Chad Allen again, only this time he plays Brian, and boy, oh boy, does that boy look very, very cute. Um, you might know Chad Allen if you did watch Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, because he was in that. Uh, another series episode towards the very end of season four. What's your sign? We get to see Punky learn how to um, communicate with a deaf girl when she learns sign language. So that is really cool. And of course, this series finale, Wedding Bells for Brandon. Where Brandon gets married. That is a series finale, season four uh, guys, I honestly think season three, I mean, if you think about let's think about this, all right? Let's go back. Let's look at the past. We've already talked about Unhooking Henry. That was season three's finale. Let's look at the season finales for season one. We had Fenster Hall, a spinoff failure, which was the season one finale. If you took that off, the season finale of Punky Brewster could have been Gales and Dolls, which I think would have been good to kind of, uh, that would have been cute to go out on. I mean, uh, season finale does not necessarily have to be a cliffhanger to the next season, like a kind of a bookend. Season two's finale was Accidents Happen, which was a good episode to go out on. If you took that off, the season finale could have been Changes Part 5. That would have been great to go out on, the adoption episode. But with the Challenger explosion, they felt it would be a good idea because Soleil Moonfry, who plays Punky Brewster, wanted to be, that was one of her dreams, not just to be an actress, but to be, um, go into space, be an astronaut. And when accidents happen about the Challenger explosion, they just thought this episode is going to be a great way to talk to kids in a way that they can understand and feel that they're not alone when dealing with this aftermath of the Challenger explosion. So, whoops. when I'm finally done with this podcast, I'm going to go through the four season finales and rank them in order of best to worst. And I- I'm sure you can tell that the season four finale is going to be at the bottom. <laughs> it- it's going to be at the bottom, guys. It's, 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 it's good, but it could... I honestly... I almost want to give it to a vote. I would love if you guys, this is me, this is a chance for me to let you guys be creative with Punky Brewster, okay? How about this? Start working on it now because tomorrow we're starting season, I'm starting season four. 
Come up with your idea for what you would have loved as a write your own season four series finale. And I would read it on the podcast. Because I want to hear your idea. I, I might work on some. I'm probably going to work on something too. I really, really am. Not to mention what would also be cool. Before, you know, the fall I started, you know, when I started a new uh, podcast. How about think of storylines if the show could have progressed even farther? Like Punky in junior high, starting junior high and everything like that. What would that have been like? Or high school years with Punky. What storylines do you think they could have tackled? Because by then, you would have gotten in. This was 88 when the show ended. So we were on like the tail end of the 80s. So Punky could have been in junior high in like 1990. And I just think that would have been cool. So we have, a, I, like I said, I'm pushing them out, guys. Pushing them out. Three at a time. Three three week. It's going to be a lot lot of content. A lot, of, lot, a lot for your, your listening devices. However you listen to this podcast. But I want to go out with a bang. I love doing this. I loved doing this for a it's been almost a year and a half, and you guys, you make all this worth it. Just, even if only, like, a couple people listened, I would still do it, because I love this show. It means the world to me, and you guys listening to this means the world to me, too. So, thank you all. All right, guys. Like I said, tomorrow we are doing The Nun Story, so cracking into season four. Everyone have a great, great weekend. It's kind of overcast here with a little bit of rain, and maybe tomorrow might be better. Um, I'll also got um, I'll give you guys an update on what's going on with my dad. Um, tomorrow I want to talk about that because it's clearly it's a lot more serious. You know, you, I, I do tend to get a little personal with this podcast, and I just. I want to just, you know, let you know, you know, this, my dad is, he's the only parent I have left, and it's, it's not good what's going on with him health-wise, and I will get more into that tomorrow, so that being said, everyone, enjoy this final episode of Season 3, and I'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.